0: Thank you so much for being here tonight. I I want to get started in a new year right. And I was thinking today, uh, what a pleasure it has been all during this past year uh, just to be the pastor of this church and working with people. And, and um, I want to keep going. And I, Brother Nams, my former pastor, and I used to say I wanted to be like him. And then one day the Lord dealt with me about that. And uh, he said, uh, A man is not your pattern. The Lord Jesus Christ is our pattern. And so tonight, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And I want to begin to read in verse 1. What I'm trying to say tonight, my one desire has been to to teach people or try to lead people. Ever since I got saved, And leading, when you lead somebody to Christ, your job is not finished. We're to get them to follow the Lord Jesus Christ after that. Now, read with me please in Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Janesri and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draw. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have told all the night, and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had thus done, they included a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, Which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all they were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. That's my desire. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll help us. Lord, if you give us another good year to live on this earth and to serve you, and to be with your people. Teach us, dear God, to follow you and follow your steps. Let nothing else get in our eyesight and our minds to get us by the wayside. Keep us straight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was reading this in verse 11 especially. And when they had brought their ship to land, they forsook all and followed Him. Now, Throughout the Scriptures, the Bible talks about following the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what we need to find out is why. Why and how should we follow Jesus? No man can give salvation but Jesus. So we can't follow Him in that. No man but Jesus can be the Son of God. So we can't follow Him in that. So what I do... What can I do and how can I follow the Lord Jesus? Most of us want to be like John the Baptist or Paul, or Peter, John or some other great man, but the Bible said, if we are to be like him and not them. and now first Peter chapter two verse twenty one says we are to follow after the Lord Jesus. Now I know. We're still in this old sinful flesh, and this sinful flesh hinders us. But we are to strive to follow him. First Peter chapter two verse twenty one through twenty five say we're to strive to be like him. That means we're to pursue that every day of our life. We're to try to be like the Lord Jesus Christ all the time. Now turn over to John for just a minute. In John chapter six, please. And I'm going to begin to read in verse 38. John chapter 6, verse 38. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which He has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believes on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 38 says, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now, I believe that's the key to following the Lord. Notice if you're going to be used of Jesus as an example, then Jesus was one of a, a soul winner. Jesus, everywhere you see in the Bible, he's winning somebody to Christ. Go with me, please. A one-on-one soul winner. In John chapter 6, look at verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep having, uh, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Now, number one, if we're going to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, then we got to be concerned about men's souls. Number two, if we're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, then we have to have compassion like the Lord had. In John chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, His compassion caused Jesus to heal the blind man. As In Mark chapter 5, verse 1 through 13, His compassion caused Jesus to cast out demons out of a crazy man. His compassion caused Jesus to heal the leper in Luke chapter 5. Now, when you come to the whole conclusion of the compassion of Christ, one thing stands out. Jesus loved people. And it's just that simple. If you can't love people, then, uh, you're sure not going to try to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you're going to follow after the Lord, if you're going to be like Him, uh, as the example then you must have love people for what they are. There's one thing I had to learn as a pastor. I can't change people. I had to learn to love people for what they are. I want to change people. I can't do that. God can. And I believe that 100% God can change anybody. But I can't do it. And you have to learn to love people for what they are, not what you want them to be. And Jesus had that kind of passion on them. Now, I do know this, though. The one thing Christians are quicker to find fault with someone than unsaved people are. And this I know, if we would only work at it, we can find something good in everybody. Now, there is something in everybody that you can learn to love them. And remember this, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And I, I like what old preacher said years ago. I listened to him. He said, you know, if you got fault with somebody as a brother or sister in Christ, it would be just like the Lord to make him your next-door neighbor when you get to heaven. You know, and I've thought about that a lot of times. I'm going to have to go to heaven with you. If you're saved, if you're born again, you're a child of God. I don't care what you are or what you're doing. If you're a child of God, I'm going to heaven with you. We're going to be together forever. Well, we better learn to love one another down here. Amen? And we can do it. Number three, Jesus was a man of prayer. Now, if Jesus is our example, then He is. If we follow in Jesus' footsteps, which we're supposed to do, then we must learn to pray. We must become praying people. The other night, I was sitting in my living room. The lady called me and talking to me about I wish you'd pray for me, preacher. I said, let's pray right now. And I prayed for her on the phone. She said, that means so much to me. But well, I didn't even think about it. I just I thought it was a privilege for me to pray for her. And she thought it was the greatest thing that I could take time to pray for her. Do you know people want you to pray for them? And we're to be praying people. Do you know there's nothing important in Jesus' life that He did not pray for first? Think about this. For instance, before Jesus was baptized, He prayed before that. Before Jesus was tempted by the devil, He prayed before that. Before Jesus went to the cross, He prayed before that. What I'm trying to say, Jesus came into the world to do the Father's will. And you cannot do the Father's will without prayer. So to follow after Jesus, you must be a man of prayer. Now, again... Jesus was meek. Now, years ago, I worked for one of the meanest men when I was, I guess, in my 20s I've ever met in my life. I had laid blocks. And I didn't know you could walk off a job like you can today. I thought, well, you've got a family, you got to work. And uh, this man stood over me. I'd lay in blocks. And he stood stand over me all day long, cussing me for everything. He went, come on, kid, come on now, come, come. i got to have hundred blocks out of you today and he'd holler and cuss at everybody on the job. But he was also on that same job, a little fellow, dried up guy, and we called him the vegetarian. And you know why? He'd sit around and uh, he would eat for lunch, he'd eat avocado and a lemon. That's what he had for lunch. And we'd all make fun of him, in case a little squeak voice. That's what he carried on all the time. I don't mean make fun of women now, but that's it. He just talked like a woman sort of like that, and and carry on. But uh, that little man, every time I talk about later on in life, when somebody would talk about somebody being meek, that's the guy I would think about. That little vegetarian, dried up, uh, sissy kind of guy. That's not meekness. Now you listen. R.A. Torrey said meekness is the attitude of mind that is opposite to hardness and contentiousness. Meekness manifests itself in gentleness and tenderness towards others. That's meekness. Gentleness, tenderness towards others. Did you know what I want to do? I want to be... And, and I believe the older you get, you learn more of this. And that is just being kind to people. And being... You, you know, it's easy to say some kind to people every once in a while. Even in the grocery stores anymore, I have fun. I say go hey, morning and say something nice to people, and, and they almost look like they're shocked. But then they respond to you, and they begin to talk back to you. And what I'm trying to say is, if you, the Lord was meek. What I mean by that, He He didn't have no hardness in Him. He was tender. He, he had tenderness and He cared for people. Galatians 6.1 We're told to restore others in the spirit of meekness. You know what that means? Be tender and kind towards them. Have you ever gone up to someone and instead of cussing them out rather say, uh, I love you brother and come on back and serve the Lord with me and instead of getting mad with them and pitching a fit Second 2 Timothy 2, verses 2, 24 and 25, we're told to teach others in meekness. Teaching in meekness. Most Bible teachers want to beat people over the head with the gospel rather than teach them with meekness and tears and in love. I know I sat under two pastors uh, as a young Christian. And man, I'm going to tell you, they beat you. Uh, I I said, one man, I never will forget it. I left as soon as I could. I I went to his church for a little while. He said, I got something bad on everybody, every member of my church, where I can keep them in line. They know I know it. Well, brother, that ain't nothing to brag about. Amen? And you don't do that kind of thing. I don't. I have people every once in a while that come in that pastor. I'm a sinner, and, and I don't know if the Lord can save me or not. And let me tell you what I've done. I know. I don't want to know it. Amen. Tell it to the Lord. Did you know the Bible says my sin is against the only, Lord? It's not against me or you. It's against the Lord. Well, then confess it to the Lord. I don't need to know your badness. I want to know something good about you. And that's the way we ought to treat people. And be kind to people. as Jesus was humble. Pride goes before fall. In John 8 verse 50 Jesus said, And I seek not mine own glory. You know what I found in just everyday life? If you seek after your own glory, you ain't going to get any. Somebody might tell you you look good, but they're lying to you. Amen. And they'll, they'll tell you anything. Some people will just to get in favor of you. But you know what? If you just behave yourself and be humble, uh, people will be kind to you. In John 13, verse 4 and 5, Jesus washed His disciples' feet. Every time I think about that. Now, I was brought up in the assembly of God and they believed in foot washing. And uh, I can't find that in the New Testament scriptures that we're to wash one another's feet. And I say to everybody, wash your feet before you come to church. We'll be all right. Amen. But uh, I think about this, what, what he was teaching there, that Jesus bowed down. Think about the God in flesh washing human beings' feet. That's humbleness. Now, let's go back, please. 1 Peter 2, verse 21. For even here unto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. So to follow in Jesus' steps means that we must be one-on-one soul winner. Care for people's souls as you meet them. One-on-one. Number two, we ought to have compassion on other people. Number three, we must be men and women of prayer. And number four, we must have a meek spirit. And number five, we must be Humble. One verse says it all. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I wish I could keep the mind of Christ all the time and love people for what they are and treat people. It's a a compliment to me over at our late place there's a little restaurant up the street. And if I want somebody to do any work for me, I go up there and talk to Mr. Green up there that owns the store. And I said, Look, I, I need some corporate work. I need this or something. And he'll tell me somebody that he knows and get him. And you always tell him, You work for that preacher, he's going to pay you right. And I always give anybody who works for me just a little more than they ask me for. And you know everybody around there knows that? And you know what? That don't cost you but a dime or two more. Amen? To be kind to people. And to, and they know it. And I want them to understand something. You say you're a Christian, you say you're Christ-like, then act like it. Live like it. Try to be like the Lord. Not somebody else. I want to be like Him. Amen? And I pray this year and in the next... If God lets me live as long as I live, I want to do my best every day to get more like the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, would you bless us tonight? It's such a privilege to be your people in this place. And Father, I ask you as we go out this week, we'll pray for our country, pray for our president, pray for those that's in office above us. Lord, uh, you can change lives. I pray for our church members, I pray for everyone that's sick, those that other church of Lord is having COVID problems, and Father, you bless this church so much in that area, and I ask you, dear God, you'll continue to bless us now, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.